Lights, camera, action. I'm Graydon, and I'm your guide through a deep dive into the world of movies right here on the Director's Club. Uh, Director's Cut, sorry. Right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And as always, you guys can find us at bloodlinenetwork.com, where we have a lot of merchandise and articles and trailer reactions, stuff like that. So also check us out down below in the description where our social media uh, is our social media presence is everywhere check us out down below you'll find us and make sure you hit that thumbs up button hit the subscribe button and hit the bell notification for whenever we post a video you don't want to miss of what we have in store because we have some amazing stuff coming out and before i begin into this let's get into the chat shall we hey melissa's here how are you doing tonight and it's her better half, Tim. Actually, I think that's the other way around. I think Melissa's Tim's better half. There we go. Hey, Devin, what's up, man? The blow lines in the building. That's right. Courtney. No, not much. Just excited to talk about this movie, Justice League. DC Animation. I'm so excited to talk about this. We'll get right there. Oh, that's right. Just share it out. Share it out all you want. Justice League Assemble? I, I don't know what I think about that because they don't really assemble. It's like it's like they're there. <laughs> they they have a little communicator that they contact each other with, and so that's pretty much how it works. And boom tubes. So do they really assemble, or do they just show up? <laughs> it was shared out. Wonder Woman, yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's in this movie, that's for sure. Justice League is my shit. That's right. Oh, I want to know, Devin, what did you think of the four-hour cut of 
Zack Snyder's Justice League. Before I get into this, I want to know what your thoughts are on that one. So, I'm looking forward to this considering DC actually does a great job in their animated films. That is true. They've been kicking it out of the park since Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. There's been some in there that have been like hit or miss, but they've been kicking it out of the park. Home runs, dingers all day, dingers all day for um, their animation stuff. So what's going on, Streets? I know you're a big DC fan, so stay tuned. You're going to have some fun. Like you guys have seen in the comments and down below, we're actually talking about tonight a movie that you can actually find, not in theaters, you can't. You can find it on Vudu, Apple, the Apple Play Store, or the Apple Store, the Google Play Store, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon Prime. Yeah, you can find it right there on all those places, or you can even find it at your local store where you buy physical media because it's also out on Blu-ray right there, Blu-ray and DVD. Justice League War World. That's what we're talking about today. Justice League War World, and what this movie is bringing in with an announcement from San Diego Comic-Con of what this movie is bringing to the table. So, before we get to into that, just want to give you a brief synopsis of this movie. Here we go. War World, a place of unending brutal gladiatorial combat. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and others must unite to form an unbeatable resistance to lead the entire planet to freedom. So, for those of you that don't know what War War World is and are not big comic book fans, all right, Devin, you said you love the four hour cut. I do too. It's actually pretty good. I I like parts of the of what it's been called now is the Justice League. The Joss we did the original one. I like parts of that. There's more comic book scenes in there that I've loved to see that weren't in the four hour cut. So th that's just me, though. That's just me. Anyways, like I was saying, what is War World? War World, for those of you that don't know your comic books, is a big planet that's a massive weapon. Think the Death Star. I think that would be the easiest way to do it for everyone to figure out. Think of it as a Death Star. But it's a planet that has weapons on it that can go through dimensions. Yes, that's right. A planet that can go through dimensions that is in that could go in multiple places it's almost simultaneously. They don't show that in here, but in the comic books, it's that massive that it could go into different like two different dimensions at a time. Yeah, that plays an interesting part in this movie. But first, Justice League War World is the seventh part of a series called the Tomorrowverse. It started with the end of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. And started with Superman, Man of Tomorrow, right there. Look at that. Went on with um, Justice Society, World War II, right there. Look, we get two flashes with Hawkman, Hawkgirl, and Wonder Woman. Oh, I wonder what that one's about. We get my favorite one of these, of this entire franchise, right here. Here we go. The Long Halloween Parts 1 and 2. Right there. Right there. As you guys can see, I should hold that up a little bit closer so you guys can see that. There we go. And 
we get, uh, yeah, this one's next. Green Lantern, Beware My Power, starring Jon Stewart. Not, not like um, Heil Jordan when you think of Green Lantern. It's Jon Stewart, which kind of makes me wonder why they chose this lineup, but I'm going to get to that in a moment. And last but certainly not least, Legion of Superheroes, with the Legion of Superheroes and Supergirl herself right there. So, with what do all these movies and Justice League War World have in common? That's the start of the Tomorrowverse. So, what is really the Tomorrowverse? The Tomorrowverse is the next logical step in their world of the DCAU, DC Animated Universe. It's, it's the start of that world, and... Um, Starts with Man of Tomorrow, Superman. These are not necessarily origin stories. These are early adventures of these characters. Like Superman, Man of Tomorrow battles Lobo and Parasite. That's an early adventure. Um, Justice Society World War II. Wonder Woman was part of the Justice Society. They're back in time. It's a Wonder Woman story. Not her origin. Batman Long Halloween was one of his first capers. It was retcon later. was one of his first... Capers, one of his first multi-month, multi-year um, villains. So that was awesome. That was a, just a villain by, well, like they do on TV shows, villain by villain of the week. Green Lantern, Beware My Power is actually an origin story because it's John Stewart's origin, origin story. And Legion of Superheroes is actually not, one, not Supergirl's origin story, but it's about the formation of the Legion of Superheroes. Well, at least the version... That we know of because they've been around for years and there have been different versions but the version that is in this and is in that movie the version we primarily see in the comic books is that version in that movie so sounds like earth's from elsewhere yeah yeah this is technically you could say that this story is kind of an elseworld story you could kind of say that it's elseworld story but it's not, and I'm going to get to that here in a moment. Let's see. Where, where did you get these? I must add to my collection. Walmart. I got them from Walmart. And, yeah, I got them from Walmart, Courtney. So, anyways, we're going to start off with the review of this movie. Right here, as you guys can see, you can see three, you see Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, you're three main characters in here. If you look closely, you can see them. Right behind him, there's Wonder Woman in Western mode. There's Superman as a noir crime thriller. And right there is Batman in like some fantasy world with a cave. It's not necessarily a caveman, but like prehistoric world. Let's put it that way. And what happens is it's a four act, four, four small stories make up this 93-minute movie. So it's only an hour and 30 minutes. So you guys can, it's a one simple take. It's highly enjoyable. Starts off with Wonder Woman in the Wild West, which I think is a great place for her. I mean, we've seen her in the live action version in World War One. We've also seen her in 1984. We've also seen her in a lot of other adventures if you watch the animated stuff. And with this, you actually get to see her in the Wild West, which I think is kind of cool. We get a Steve Trevor in here. We get Jonah Hex is in here. For those of you that don't know who Jonah Hex is, he's the Wild West gunslinger of the DC Universe. <laughs> that's pretty much who he is. That, that's his tagline. DC, yeah. 
So we get Steve Trevor. You can't because you can't have a Wonder Woman without a Steve Trevor, obviously. You can, but it's kind of he's always around. He's always around. No matter what adventure it is, he always shows up. But in here, the um, good guys, which were led by Steve Trevor and these um, these people who just came to the Wild West to to um, be to gold mine and find gold, live a better life. Well, Jonah Hex and his crew come in and they start taking over and well, it all comes about it's the Wild West. So you kind of can figure out what goes on there. And with that, one woman just shows up. She's a stranger out of town. She has no idea who she is. And that's a common thread in this movie. She doesn't know who she is. And even Jonah Hex is like, hey, lady, are you some sort of Wonder Woman? Like, he literally says that in this movie. And she just looks at him like, okay. But she saves the day. She saves his townspeople. And she blows up <laughs> where all this gold was with by derailing a train. Like, literally, she lifts up the train track, and the train derails itself right into there. It was kind of cool. The action pieces in here were kind of cool for an animated movie. This is a rated... Yeah, this is a rated R film because there's blood in the, there's a lot of blood and gore in this first one. Well, it's a wild west. Like literally, you see a guy get the bullet shot right through him. But the way they slow down the bullet shots and and some of this right where it is they come up to one of them and she's bow, 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 going like that. And it's actually pretty cool how they slow it down and make it look like it's super slow motion. I like this. DC animation's top notch. So I like when they do the set of little things. Then we get into story number two, which is a prehistoric Batman. For those of you that don't know, in the comic books, Batman, they killed off Bruce Wayne at one point in time in the comic books. And then he was technically set back to the dawn of time. So this is kind of a representation of that. We find Warlord and his wife, Maria, in here leading this group of people in here. So it's some other DC characters that you don't know of that you're that are not very popular are in this film, which is great because it brings them out as to who these guys are. But Batman's in here. He goes to try and kill Harbin. He tries to kill um Warlord, and he's captured. Yes, he's captured. Batman's captured, or is he? Or does Batman always play captured that way? So it's like. People can think they captured it, but they really didn't. So he goes through this, and then they go to try and find Demios, which is the villain of this story, who's like some magic user and uses a magic wand, which is a pistol. So I kind of got Vandal Savage vibes from him, but it's not Vandal. It's a completely DC-related character named Demios, which is a real character. So in there, it kind of... And before I knew it was Warlord, he kind of looks like Aquaman. And his wife looks like Mira. So I kind of thought it was them. I'm like, wait, they're on dry land. They would have, DC would not do that. Okay, so I found out it was Warlord and, and Maria. So they did that. And then they went in there and they fought Demios and went on this adventure. Prehistoric beasts show up. They fight them. And 
when we get into where the Battle of Demios is, there's Mira who was captured and an interesting lady just sitting there, chained up as well, too. You look closely, you can tell it's Wonder Woman. How did she get there? We don't know. We, we just saw her in the Wild West. And a blaze of smoke happened, and now here she is. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? And then we get into the third one, which is like a noir thriller. So it's kind of uh, black and white scenes, which is kind of cool to see Clark Kent do some detective work like this, where he's a Pinkerton agent, because it's during that time. So it's awesome. He works for the federal government. Because truth justice in the American way with Agent Faraday. So that's pretty cool in here. Uh, as he does that, it's one of those things that the story progresses. Oh, there's Officer Wayne. There's Officer Wayne. Oh, look. There's the lady. We don't know who she is. She's a secretary named Diana Prince. Why are they here? And throughout the course of this, we find out that not everything's as it seems in here. Because when they get to War World, I'm not going to spoil that aspect, but we meet another member of the Justice League who's trapped in War War World. War World. Because of Lobo, who, who just brought him there. Because Lobo, we know, is an intergalactic bounty hunter. And Mongol, who's the main villain in here. But, I mean, there's a bunch of awesome action that they cut back and forth when they're in war world it got me excited i'm like this is how they should do it in live action but it's an amazing thing in there and how batman realizes he can use these computers without really knowing he can do it and how superman just had a bullet bounce off of him not knowing he can do that and how wonder woman's able to um just be huge and um just be able to beat things up with the, her sheer power, too. And not realize what's going on. These three don't know what's going on. Because they were put on War World here. For some odd reason. We find out later what that is. Harbinger shows up. For those of you that don't know who Harbinger is. It sets up very well with what's coming next. And the announcement said, Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it, it technically, technically, Courtney, it is a prison world because they're cloning some of those characters that I mentioned in here besides Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They're cloning all the other side characters in here and just keep on throwing them through because Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman's minds were being played with. Let's put it that way. Hey, Dylan, welcome welcome for showing up. I'm, I'm glad you want to watch this movie. It's actually a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. So, what happens? Harbinger takes him as War World, War World explodes. And they're on a ship. She's like, she, she shows up and goes, the three of you were chosen to help us with something that's coming. A crisis that is coming. Because you thought War World, War World's just the beginning. War World's just a planet. What would you do if I could say there's a crisis on infinite planets? Yes, that's right. San Diego Comic-Con just announced in 2024 we're getting Crisis on Infinite Earths, an animated movie from DC Universe. I'm kind of excited 
But also at the same time, I'm kind of worried because it kind of seems like they kind of rushed this. Well, like they just started this one in 2020. So we've gone for three years and only have seven movies in here. And then we're getting that. But I don't know when, when in 2024 it is. If we're going to get two more buildups before they get the fourth quarter movie out, which this is this is their fourth quarter movie this year. Are we getting that? Are we getting some buildups for here? Crisis on Infinite Earths, if you guys don't know, in the comic books, is a, ser- is a series of comic books that DC used to revamp and rewrite everything the first time. Yeah, because they could take it from The Flash. Actually, The Flash got it from the comic book, and that's what they're basing it off of, Courtney, is the comic book. Because in this one, Crisis on Infinite Earths, all the Earths are in jeopardy, and it's up to the Justice League to save the day. Now that we go see the Justice League that we have in here that's starting to form in this, t- in this tomorrow verse. But I have a feeling, you can quote me on this too, I have a feeling that the ones, and I know Bakley is going to love this. I know you are. So here we go. I have a feeling that the Justice League that we saw in Justice League Dark, uh, Dark Apocalypse or and Justice League Flashpoint Paradox, which started the original story arc are going to be back as well too because it's crisis on infinite earths you got to bring back different variations of batman superman wonder woman flash green lantern you bring on them all back i'm kind of excited for that because that's a great story arc but i also at the same time i'm not because supergirl plays a big part in crisis on infinite earths that's where she was brought in barry allen brings a bunch of uh, plays a big part in there because I think this is the story arc where Barry Allen dies. Yeah, where Barry Allen gives up his life as the Flash. And they've kept him, in the comics, they kept him dead for decades and Wally West became the new Flash. That was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, that, that was the one. So they kind of redid it for the CW, which was kind of a cool concept that they did. But this one, I can't wait to see him on an animated scale. And I have a feeling it's going to be a two-parter. Or even a three-parter, because they haven't done a three-parter. They've done two-parters. I just think the story is so massive that he needs multiple parts to go in. And I'm totally excited for that. And also coming from DC Animated in 2024, The Watchmen, which is also kind of cool because we are actually getting a full... We've had a live adaptation, and now we're getting an animated adaptation of this, which is kind of cool. Uh, the, The animation one could go into more detail that you couldn't do in a live-action movie because of budget and stuff like that. So, we've come time down to that time of my live here, of my stream here, of the director's cut, when I decide if it's something's too sweet or too sour or meh, right in the middle. So, without further ado... So is it too sweet? Is it too sour? Lately, some of their offshoots have been hits, hits or misses for DC. So some of them have been, but this is definitely. It's seen this is definitely a too sweet. It can't be beat. I mean, if you if what I just said intrigues you to watch this, go watch it. Down download on. 
any other streaming service I mentioned, which was Apple, which was iOS, Google Play Store, um, Voodoo, uh, Amazon Prime. Do it there. It will be coming out on Max so, uh, shortly and the Warner Brothers Discovery app shortly, too. So stay tuned for those. Or you guys, like I said, you can find it wherever you buy your physical media. And... <laughs> Thanks for and thanks for watching and diving into the deep cuts with me. As always, down below is all of our Bloodline socials: Twitter, Instagram, Kick, um, Twitch. Go find that down below because we got content coming up. In fact, after I'm done here, go over to the Twitch channel and we got gaming with JD tonight. So yeah, see what the first lady of the network is doing tonight, gaming wise. So, and if you. And if you're happy to, you can check out my channel where I talk a bunch about physical media, especially DC animated stuff, because I'm I like movies. If you can't tell, I like movies. <laughs> so, without further ado, until next time, remember there's more to these movies than what we see on the screen. I am Graydon, and I'll be your guide through the films and their history right here on the director's cut. <laughs>